0: Everyone. welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it's October 28th, it's 2019, and we are here to talk about the 11-game NBA slate for tonight. I'm joined by my bearded brother, Jennifer 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing
1: all right. I mean, football did not go well today. Just um, not a great weekend, but maybe because I had family in town, so I didn't get to do as much research as I normally do. But, I mean, realistically, it just came down to Ty Johnson, Chase Edmonds, being absolutely terrible. And that was clearly a mistake on my part. But, you know what? It's football season. Got to have some bad ones.
0: Yeah. Like, I was overweight on Tannehill, who put up, like, right around 20, and Stafford, who had a big game. Overweight on Galladay, underweight uh, – on or overweight on Lev Bell and Chase Edmonds, too, so – you know that my my day summed up so i had a really good team over there on Fanduel and, and a couple tournaments over there and um but yeah like it was a losing week for me so i didn't play a lot either so but anyway we're here to talk some nba um 11 game slate a lot going on in this slate um so we're gonna jump into that before we do that. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor site, fantasydraft.com. The only rake free DFS site in the business. Um, rake free DFS. One of the one of the greatest things um that's happened for DFS in a long time is you know, just paying a membership and getting rake, no rake. And absolutely love what they're doing over there on Fantasy Draft. They got a big grant, a big forty thousand dollar Pick and roll for tonight. Um, we're starting to see these NBA contests get bigger and bigger. They're filling faster and faster each and every day. So um, excited for the big tournaments over there. Excited for the double ups. The double ups are getting bigger and bigger as well. So, a um, bunch of stuff going on over there, fantasy draft for the slate. So, if you haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over there and give them a look. They do have NHL stuff up too for all you puckheads out there. Uh, so, a lot going on over there on fantasy draft let's get started here Chicago and the Knicks 224 total Chicago favored by one in this game Hutchins is out and then Kadeem Allen and Reggie Bullock are both out on the Knicks side of things uh, let's start with Chicago what do we like here um
1: for the Bulls I mean they have a decent play total I like I don't think I want to go with Carter though uh Porter I think he's just probable so yeah he should be in there Honestly, I, I think it's just Levine and Marketing. Um Just don't really want to take a shot on any of the other guys. I don't know exactly what's going to happen again with this guard rotation. We don't know who's going to end up getting what done. Had a few more minutes the other night, and they went back down to 19. White dropped all the way down to 22. The grand it was a bit of a blowout. I, I just can't trust any of their guards. So outside of Levine and Markkinen are the only two guys that I'm really considering. And I think you just play one or the other. Neither of them had a great night last night, but Markkinen, we've seen him put up 20-plus shots in a game. We've seen Levine put up 20-plus shots in a game. One of these guys is probably going to go off if this game ends up staying close. So I'm just taking a shot on one of those two.
0: Yeah, Markkinen, 27.4% usage rate, um, you know, averaging over a fantasy point per minute. Zach Levine, massive usage, kind of like we've seen in the past uh, with 1.26 fantasy points per minute. I like Kobe White still. I, I wish he was a little cheaper, but he shot terrible the other night against Toronto. He went three for fourteen on the second half of a back to back. I don't mind going back to Kobe White, but my Bulls player pool I think is going to be pretty small throughout the season. Like uh, it's two guys, three guys here with Kobe White. If you want to attempt to play Kobe White again, but you know the other thing is it's an eleven game slate, so you don't necessarily have to play Kobe White here. Um, but I, I do like the spot for him. I, I think that. He certainly has some nice upside. And um, Markin and, and, and Levine, both um, kind of cheap. Uh, I kind of like their price tags, too. So, um, next side of things here, Grant, um, you know, Robinson is expected to play. Um, I did see a report on um, Dennis Smith Jr. that he's unlikely to play. Uh, so, I forgot to mention that when I was doing the um, injury breakdown. What do we like here for the Knicks?
1: Um, I think with DSJ, uh, like probably was a little bit of a bump to Barrett and Peyton. Um, I like think those guys are both fine. Barrett just continues to get 35 to 37 minutes a game. He hasn't shot great, really, and. Uh, I guess the first game of the season he shot pretty well, but he doesn't how great outside of that. And so, if he actually has a high shooting percentage game, he can absolutely crush it. All. He's only 6.1, and he's consistently putting up 33 to 40. Um, if he goes off for a big game, which going against Chicago, we very well could, they have a 111 total. I like Barrett here. Randall hasn't been great the last two games, but he showed a whole bunch of upside versus the Spurs. It's interesting. Like, obviously. I I don't quite understand his game versus Brooklyn. I guess he got in a little foul trouble. He still ended up with 39 minutes. Boston was a little bit more understandable 30 minutes after the blowout. I I still think that there's upside with Randall at this price tag. I still think he has 56 point upside and I'm probably going to use a decent amount of him until it actually ends up paying off. So really just Barrett, Randall, and then Payton if you want to get a little cheap guard in there.
0: Yeah, Elf um, obviously did not start the first night, um, earned his start against Brooklyn, and then ended up starting against Boston as well. So definitely don't mind Peyton as long as he's starting, because if he's not starting, I I feel like his minutes are going to be on the low end of the 20s. So definitely don't mind Peyton. Um, You know, Robinson's kind of interesting, do we think like he could potentially get a few extra minutes? Like his minutes have increased a little bit each time out. Um, he's a massive, you know, he's out, he has a 1.5 fantasy point per minute so far this season. He's 5,600. If he gets 24 minutes here um, against Chicago, like he could crush in this spot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a 5,600 price tag. Seems like there is a bit of upside there. I don't know. It's, I guess going up against Carter is not a terrible matchup. Yeah, yeah, I like that Robinson call. I think that he's definitely in play. I mean, we just never know. Knicks players, we obviously don't know their minutes most of the time, but Robinson's been a little bit more. Like, we just haven't seen over 20 minutes, and so hopefully he does.
0: Well, like, the, you got to remember, too, against Brooklyn, and I'm pretty sure against Boston, he got in foul trouble in both games, too. So, instead of foul trouble, Robinson, 5,600, there's some some upside there and you mentioned Barrett um a guy that you know I think you can always take a shot on here on the Knicks you know that's potential future face of this team so um up next we got the Pacers and the Pistons it's a two thirteen and a half total here Pacers favored by two Jeremy Lamb is questionable uh Blake Griffin is out and Reggie Jackson is doubtful uh let's start with the Pacers side of things here what's kind of standing out to you here for Indiana
1: I mean, Savonis is fine. Brogdon's fine. I think Turner's probably the right play, 6,400. Uh, he could, He's playing played 40, 38 minutes the last two games here, one of which was against Detroit, and he ended up putting up 46 points. So, Turner would be the main guy they end up looking at. He's been playing decent, and we're still pretty early on in the season. So, he should be in for a boatload of minutes. His price tag of 6,400 probably isn't high enough here. Um, Sabonis 7,600 probably limited upside there although he's a point per minute monster when he's actually getting the usage just never really like I don't know if he's going to end up paying off at this price tag that often. Brogdon I do like his price tag at 6,900 he'd probably be the other guy I would go with but yeah the total for this game just isn't terribly high so it's mostly Brogdon and Turner for me.
0: Yeah, Brogdon, um, he's one of my favorite plays on this slate. Like, if Jackson plays, he's terrible on defense. If Jackson doesn't play, Derrick Rose is not good on defense. So, like, either way we look at it, like, Brogdon's going to get a great, you know, defensive matchup. He's averaging 1.4 fantasy points through the first two games. So, the the minutes are there. Um, you know, it, it really looks like Brogdon's in that Victor Oladipo usage type role here with this lineup. So, like the Sabonis call, like the Turner call, but Brogdon really the main target here for me. Um, I will say if Jeremy Lamb doesn't play here, maybe you, you consider taking a shot on like TJ Warren just because he's going to play a, a ton of minutes, but it's not the best matchup in the world.
1: I mean, he's played um, 37 and 34 the last two games, and so this isn't a good matchup. But Warren yeah. is that guy that can randomly put up a 50 spot.
0: The minutes are there. Like you said, like the it's just <laughs> is it going to eventually happen?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, on the Detroit side of things, you know, I think we keep firing up Drummond um, until obviously until Blake gets back. We we saw last year when whenever Blake was out, Drummond had a massive usage and fantasy point per minute, but. Derek Rose has been an absolute usage monster through three games this season, and he's still kind of cheap, in
1: my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's, price tag seems a little bit too low here at 5,600. I mean, great. I don't know if he's going to continue to put up this crazy point per minute. No, I, guess, I guess it's really just one game where he's been off the charts, so he can't continue it. But this usage, like, he's just getting so much... Like forty three percent in the last game, thirty seven percent in the one before, thirty percent in the one before that. With Jackson out, like we only seen him get twenty seven minutes, but there's always a chance that he could end up going for more. It's not a great matchup, but fifty six hundred or fifty four hundred just seems too cheap considering that he's probably going to end up with thirty points, and he has a shot realistic shot in any game at fifty. I really do like Rose, and yeah, you're right about Drummond. Like he just he's going to keep going going off while. Griffin's out. I mean, he didn't do anything last game, but he fouled out, so I only got 25 minutes. You have to keep throwing him in there. He's he's going to crush on a night basis. Yeah, it's mostly Rose and Drummond. Maybe he a shot on Canard at 5K. Maybe puts up another big game, but not terribly enthused about it.
0: Yeah, and the other thing about, like, Rose is he's starting on the bench. Um, they're starting Tim Frazier, which is perfect for me. Um, I think that's fine. I-, I want Rose on the bench because – he's still playing the end of the fourth quarter. Like he's still closing games out. Like that's when I want the usage. He's going to get more usage with the second unit because he's the guy, but 11, 16 and 21 shot attempts. Like, hello, 5,400. Um, any, like, I guess like, should we even, should we talk about Keith? Like he's been pretty chalky. Finally hit the other night, um, against the 76ers. Like, He's still only forty six hundred. Like, do you have any interest in him in here? I mean, it's kind
1: of would I rather pay forty six hundred for Keith or fifty four hundred for Rose when they're going to play the same events? I mean, it's not like he's getting thirty plus minutes. Yes, he can have a good shooting night any one of these nights, and he did get is seeing a decent amount of usage here. But I just like he's fine. I don't really want to play him though.
0: I will say, like his range, like his price range on DK today. There's not a ton of strong plays, so I'm not going to instantly like rule him out. Um, but I think that you know, there's there's a tough matchup for Phoenix, but like their value guys are all kind of in this price range. Um, so it'd be interesting. There's a there's a there's a cheaper guy that I like that we'll talk about when we get to that game for sure. Uh, Philadelphia at Atlanta. No total on this one because Embiid is questionable. Um, and then on the Atlanta side of things, um, Fernando, yeah, Fernando is questionable. Um, no, I don't think that really matters too much, but like he's playing around. He was playing around 15 minutes before he got hurt. Um, anyway. So let's start with Philly. Obviously, like Embiid, you know, it, <laughs> here we are. Grant, like first what first week and a half of the season, and we've already had a, a bunch of like injury news, and we have two big question marks heading into this slate. Like, what are we? What are your thoughts here if
1: Embiid plays, and if Embiid doesn't play? My first thoughts are, why would they get rid of Boban? Just a ridiculous <laughs> move. He's now he's not playing with his best friend, Toby. Um, but. Yeah, if Embiid is in play, then Embiid's in play. Or if Embiid plays, he's very much in play. Outside of him, i probably end up going with Harris, would be the, my second favorite guy. If Embiid's out, then Simmons, Harris, Orford are all very much in play. And even Richardson at 5,300. He's not the worst day in the world. He's getting a boatload of minutes here. Um, but if Embiid's out then the usage for Harris, how Horford and Simmons is gonna to be too high considering their price tags. I mean Harris sitting there at sixty five hundred. Seems like it's gonna be way too low if Embiid's not in play. Horford, he's playing over thirty minutes. We know that he can put up a massive game last game. He put up eighteen shots. Seeing a decent amount of usage, obviously can get a peripheral stats here and this isn't a bad matchup going up against Atlanta here. So if Embiid's out, you just you just put Simmons in, Harris, Horford. Lock in two of them and move on.
0: I think you could potentially play Mike Scott too. If Embiid doesn't play, he played 22 minutes the other night and he's 3,500. Like I obviously it's super early in the day. I don't know if I'm going to do like the star scrubs type build or anything, but Mike Scott's 3,500. If he's going to play 22 minutes um, against Atlanta, like I have a little interest here in Scott, but he is more of like a scorer, but he can still get some boards, but I'm with you. If Embiid plays, he's in play. If Embiid doesn't play, I think you look at two of Simmons, Harris, or Horford. I like that idea. Now on the Atlanta side of things, like Trey Young is balling out, and and, like we kind of saw this last year, but like he's off to a a, a, scorching start. Like he's he's on fire.
1: Yeah, no, he's absolutely crushing, and obviously, Um, just sixty points in the last two games here, putting up. Points minimum in the last two games. Like he's 20 shots. It's not like he's just playing really well, although he is. The volume is just through the roof here. And he's going to keep you- too. The assist rate is insane. Yeah, and he's even getting boards. I don't know if the assist rate and the boards will continue here, but the shots are here. It's, it's kind of just similar to what we've seen with Steph Curry before in the past. Just going to keep putting up long shots, putting up threes, putting up a ton of usage in every single game. 9K is... A lot of money for him, but I still don't actually know if it's enough. Two back-to-back 60-point games, and he's only gone up 400 points. I guess a tough matchup going up against Philly, and they're great versus one, but that doesn't really matter to me too much. I mean, if you're not going to play him, then I think you have to look at John Collins. Still not getting much more than 30 minutes, but he was a point per minute monster last year. It's come back down a little bit this year. But if he regressed more towards last year, and Trey Young doesn't end up with all this usage, like if you're playing Trey Young, if you're not playing Trey Young, you play Collins because you're just assuming that Young is probably not going to put up more than 20 shots.
0: Yeah, but outside of those two guys, like Atlanta is really spreading out the minutes, like outside of Trey Young. Trey Young is playing like 36 minutes a game and um And it, for me, like, I'm with you. If I'm not playing Trey Young, it's Collins. I, I think that if I'm playing two Philly players, I'll run it back with one of Collins or Trey Young. So um, kind of like a mini game stack here. Like, we're going to get into some games that I feel like are going to be blowouts. And, like, this is a pace upgrade game for Atlanta, too. They've kind of been playing a little slower to start the season, and Philly's been playing a little faster. So this is a nice little, you know, pace up game. Atlanta. It's still way too early in the year to like start like looking at pace a lot, but still something that I'm going to put in my research every day um, for sure. Um, nothing else to really add here. Continue to move on. We got Orlando at Toronto, two twelve and a half total here. Toronto favored by four and a half. Um, you know, I don't don't see any injuries here on either side of this game outside of Patrick McCall, who we know has kind of been out. Um, Orlando Magic going to Toronto. Any interest here in the
1: Magic? Voos is in play, but he's not even close to the best play. Gordon's in play, but just hasn't done much. And price tag isn't terribly, like, great. I don't know mean. was sitting there at $3,600. He could potentially have a game, but I feel like there's other cheap guys. I'm probably just crossing off. Probably everyone for the Magic. I just, the the total's not high. I only have a 104 implied total. It's not a great matchup. I just don't really see using anyone here.
0: Yeah, like, I am kind of in that same boat. Um, Like, it was really interesting the other night against Atlanta. I was watching some of that game, and, like, Fultz checked in earlier in the third quarter, and he finished the game. Like, It's just a matter of time if Fultz keeps playing good that he takes the starting job from D.J. Augustine, in my opinion. But with both of them playing around, like, 22 to 25 minutes and Michael Carter-Williams still getting minutes, like, it's still really hard to pull the trigger on Fultz. But I'm just waiting, Grant. I want to be ahead of the curve on him because the night that he gets 30 minutes at 4,500 or whatever, like, he's going to crush. He's going to break the slate. He's been playing fantastic, so i'm with you i don't really like the magic today like you know gordon's price is fair but it's just the magic are just playing kind of good together and like nobody really has like a massive usage outside of like fournier and vooch and if you want to take a shot on fournier's 5k i just don't think fournier is going to keep shooting this well and that's my opinion um he's five K going up against Toronto. I don't hate it. And then on the Toronto side of things like Pascal Siakam, he's 8,700 in this matchup. But like, you know, when we're looking for ceiling, like he, he definitely has it. Lowry has some upside, but Van Vliet still 6,300. People don't want to pay that. And, um, I don't hate that price tag. Yeah.
1: I mean, we saw what he did versus the Pelicans. Van Vliet 6,300 considering his upside and he's still getting a boatload of minutes here. Um, Last game, he only got 31, but that was because it was a blowout. The game before, like, against Boston, he played 42 minutes, only made two shots. Like, that's not going to be something that happens regularly, but putting up 14, 15 shots a game on average, absolutely love Van Vliet and Siakam, yeah, as a guy that, like, this isn't a great matchup, so I don't really want to like too many guys, but Siakam and Van Vliet just stand out as guys. It doesn't matter the matchup. They can absolutely crush these price tags any given matchup anytime
0: we're gonna get into some games here coming up that are pretty lopsided um so like i don't mind a game like this that should be competitive throughout the whole game so like a van vliet should get his minutes here you know he didn't get his minutes against chicago but like just in close games to start the season 44 and 42 minutes like he's 6300 if he's gonna play 40 minutes a night like I don't care. Like as long as the usage okay is is okay, I'll play a guy. So, Hollis um, Jefferson kind of came back, but played very very limited. Um, anything else from Toronto?
1: No, it's really just Van Bleet and Siakam. I mean, you can go with Lowry, but he's been playing good. But I, I just I don't know. Serge Ibaka
0: always-, always plays well against the Magic
1: as a yeah. Homer fan. But I don't know. I've kind of of given up on Toronto centers because they destroy my soul.
0: Yeah. And like OG went off the other night um, against Chicago. But I don't know. Uh, Again, don't love this one. (laughs) Moving on Golden State at New Orleans. No total on this one. Waiting on some injury news here. Um, On the Golden State side of things, we know um, Looney is out. Burks is questionable. Zion is out. And Drew is questionable. Um, let's start with the Golden State side of things. And the thing that I want to start with is I, I'll let you, I'll let you talk of Golden State and then I'll kind of give my thoughts here. What, what do you have for Golden State?
1: It, I'm all over Steph. Um, it's high pace up matchup. He hasn't been shooting well lately. He's been involved in some blowouts and I'm guessing that, that we don't have a spread on this game, but. I assume that's going to say somewhat close here. So I absolutely love Steph at 9,500. He's been shooting terrible—nine from two from not two for nine from three the last game, two for eleven the game before. That's not going to continue here. I think he puts up 40 real-life points in this game. It's a high-paced matchup. 95 is too cheap for him. People are going to look at the last few games and think, "Oh, this probably isn't a great." Uh or he's not that just that not that great this year. But this is he's he's gonna crush this game. And if Drew's out, I think that just gives even more of a bump as long as Vegas puts that as a close spread. So I I love Steph and Yeah, I'm gonna play quite a bit of him. I don't even hate going with Russell here. He's still getting a boatload of shots got off every single game and there's a high pace matchup, it's perfect for him.
0: So, I like Steph a lot, too, right there with you. But the thing that's interesting here to me is Spellman played 25 minutes today, Sunday. Um, and Pascal is a guy that, like, he played 24 minutes. Like, these guys are 30. These guys are almost min salary Spellman's 31, and Pascal is 3,200. Like, here's your here's your value forward plays on the slate. Um, or center however you want to approach it but I feel like i'm gonna I'm gonna need to wait because um, game flow is not up for that yet I want to kind of look at the game flow who played the minutes kind of in the blowout but granted there's a good chance I play one of these two guys and um, no spoiler or anything like I'm on premium tags for you know lineup HQ today there's a good chance I write up one of these guys after I see like who played the
1: blowout and who didn't yeah, no interest in Marquis Chris. Uh,
0: a little. I feel like Chris is the guy that's played in the blowout. But I'm going to have to go and look at it. Like, I don't know. Like, they just – he didn't have any type of rotation against the Clippers that first night. He also got in foul trouble. So, I'm going to have to look into the situation, but they're all cheap. There's a yeah. – like, no loony. Like, we're playing one of these guys in this spot, I feel like.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And I I just got so excited over Steph. I forgot to look down at the cheaper guys. But, um, yeah, I think one of these guys is going to be a great guy to go with as a cheap option.
0: And eventually, like, Russell and, like, these guys are going to have big games. I just – I don't like the price on Russell yet. Like, I I needed to keep coming down. I I like Curry a lot. I'm with you. I like Steph. I like one of the cheap plays on the bottom down there. Um, Just need to look into it more. Need to see – like, it was the first game with Spellman. Just need to see what it looked like on paper. Um, New Orleans is really interesting. Like, depending on Drew Holiday here, um, you know, Lonzo Ball played, you know, 36 minutes. He finally got the rotation um, that we kind of wanted to see out of him. So, if, if Drew sits, like, Lonzo seems like a really strong play. And I hate to say it, but, like, Josh Hart drew the start the other night and played 34 minutes. Like... I'm looking at the guards here for the Pelicans and, you know, I don't ever hate Brandon Ingram.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ingram, Ball, both been crushing. Drew Holiday is out then. I think both of them are great options. Both of them are probably a little bit too cheap considering what they'll do if Drew is out. That's out of them. Like, I'm probably not taking a shot on favors. Maybe a shot on Hart is not the worst idea in the world at 4,800. He has been playing really well in this offense so far this season, averaging over 30 points a game. It seems a little bit too cheap. Outside of that, i probably not rolling with anyone else. I just don't like the rotation. I just don't like the upside that any of the other guys offered. So, yeah, you're right. The guards are the way to go in this game, especially, well, if Drew's out. If Drew's in, then kind of changes things a bit. I don't know if I'll go with I don't with think I'd game. play Hart. I would definitely not play Hart. I don't know if i play Ingram. I think Ball still has a little bit of upside because, I mean, Ball can get enough peripheral stats with Drew in the game here where it would be fine. I know that he didn't do great the first game that they played against Toronto, but it was an easy matchup. He didn't shoot well. The usage should probably be pretty consistent for Ball. I think that like we obviously don't have a huge sample size of Ingram playing with Drew and I don't have a big sample size with Ball playing with Drew, but I think that, Maybe I'm wrong with this, but I would have a feeling that would affect Ingram more than it would Ball. So, if Drew does end up playing, I'm probably crossing off Ingram and going with more Ball.
0: Ball out. Uh, Cleveland at Milwaukee, 222 total here. Milwaukee's favored by 15 in this game. On the Cleveland side, Henson and Zizek are both out still. One of the biggest lopsided totals that we have on the slate, um, the Bucks have the second-highest uh, implied total here. Um, let's start with the Cleveland side of things. Like Kevin Love has been really solid to start the season and, you know, he's kind of back to those high rebound type games with scoring, but do we trust anybody in Cleveland on the, in this matchup?
1: Trust? No, but I'll take a, I'll take a flyer on Love. Um, if this game does stay close, he's probably shooting well. Like he hasn't really taken a ton of shots so far this season, but he's getting huge rebound numbers. If he just gets hot from beyond the, the arc and starts firing off some threes, which he may need to do in this game, I could potentially see him with a big game here, if they, and he'll be the reason that they keep it close. But 15-point spread, it's, I don't know if i trust anyone who'd just be GPP shots.
0: And it'd be Love and Thompson. Like, Thompson's getting the minutes to start the season. Like, he played 33-35 and the first two games. Not the greatest matchup in the world here, but not the worst matchup. Like, Brooke Lopez doesn't rebound, so Thompson will obviously have some rebounding upside here. But, like, I'm with you. If this game stays close, it's probably because Kevin Love is shooting really well or Tristan Thompson's having a big game. But, like, outside of that, like, I don't find myself potentially taking shots on, like, Sexton or anybody. But... Um, and then on the Bucs side of things, like, if the game stays close, Giannis should crush here. Um, George Hill is still really cheap with no Brogdon. He's probably going to play around 30 minutes a night. Like, what do you like here for the Bucks?
1: I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm probably just going to fit him. Mean, you can take a shot on Thompson or Giannis if this game does stay close. It's not a bad matchup for them. But I, I honestly probably am just going to stay away. Like, I don't like the blowout. I don't like the spot. I don't like the prices that much. I don't know. I've really got nothing here. Like, it's Giannis, and maybe you could stack this game up if you're going to use 11 on the other side and hope that it stays close, but likely just staying away.
0: Yeah, the only other guy that I think you can take a a potential shot on is Ilisova, just to pivot off of some of that Golden State. um, Cheap plays, like, Ilisova's 3,200. He's going to play 20 minutes. If he shoots the ball well, he has a ceiling or an upside. I don't think he really technically has a big ceiling because at 20 minutes, but he's a guy that could potentially play in the blowout too if it does turn into a blowout. So don't mind Nilsova as a pivot off of some of those Golden State players. I still like the Golden State players more. I uh, just want to be clear on that. Um, OKC okay, at Houston, 225.5 total here. Houston favored by 10.5. Gerald Green and Nene are out. Um, I didn't see anything that came out of the um, Thunder game from Sunday. They kind of blew out uh, Golden State, and they didn't have to play their guys like full minutes. So, But I didn't see any injury news that came out of that one. Um, do you like anything here for the Thunder on a back-to-back going into Houston? I think
1: you can still take a shot on SGA. He's playing a boatload of minutes, and he's just played really well. But not a close game likely. I don't know. I I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anyone that really interests me.
0: Dare we say, even think about this, like is Chris Paul going to be like very vengeful in this game?
1: Honestly, I was just waiting to mention Westbrook revenge. I forgot that Chris Paul,
0: like, that, that whole situation did not end on good terms between James Harden and Chris Paul.
1: No, it did not at all. I mean, it's price tag of 7,400, like, they've given him 30 minutes. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to give him 30 minutes, he can actually put up some shots. I mean, we, yeah, shoot. Yeah. Chris Paul's in play. I didn't even think about the revenge narrative there.
0: And it's like um, in Houston. Like I'm not a I'm not a big like revenge person, but I will say like I that whole situation did not end well, and I think Chris Paul is going to be extra motivated in this game.
1: Yeah, they have just written him off for pretty much the entire season.
0: Well, uh, yeah, because we love SGA. SGA has been absolutely crushing, yeah. but like I don't think they correlate too well together. Maybe. Uh, I don't know, maybe because of the assists, but I think, like, I don't know if I'd play both of those
1: guys together. Oh, yeah, definitely not, but I'll I'll definitely be playing some Chris Paul revenge narrative. I
0: also don't mind um, Dennis Schroeder. He's been playing really solid minutes and getting a, a lot of usage with the second unit. So if you want a second unit type play, I don't mind him. Um, because, like, they're going to need the second unit to keep this game kind of close because Houston's kind of deep. Um, so... Westbrook revenge is it even revenge if you're like if you're getting traded off a team that kind of stinks now and getting traded to a team that has a chance to win the championship like is that considered revenge?
1: I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like if thank you, you broke revenge. Up, well, I mean, it's kind of like Kawhi revenge was. Um, like Kawhi just didn't really care. Westbrook's happy to be out of OKC, happy to play be playing for a contender, happy to be playing with Harden. Um, but he's still Westbrook. He just randomly do, they'll just get amped up in some, any given matchup and just try and go off. So it's not revenge narrative. It's try and impress your old, your ex-girlfriend narrative. (laughs) Like you're happy that you're not with her anymore, but you want to show her that you're doing great. So I could very well see Russell Westbrook put up a big triple double here. Um, so, yeah, I, I will be playing a decent amount of Westbrook today.
0: Yeah, like, it's hard not to, like, Westbrook in this spot, but I don't want to go too crazy here. Like, I still like feel like P.J. Tucker is kind of a safer cash game floor play at 4,600. He's going to play a ton of minutes. He's just going to be in that role of, you know, five to eight rebounds a night, 10 to 15 points a night, like – you know pj tucker is in that high minutes role that we saw from trevor reza for so long so um pj tucker's fine if you want to play him i don't know if i'd play him in tournaments but i think he's kind of like a safer cash play
1: yeah yeah i don't mind that
0: Um, but nothing nothing really outside standing outside of that um i'm not gonna take shots on like daniel house um one good game is not gonna not going to yeah. get me there, Grant. We've seen them before. I'm not trusting. <laughs> uh Portland at San Antonio, 220 total here. San Antonio favored by four and a half. Didn't see really um, anything on the injury report here. I will uh, say Collins. Zach, Co- yeah, Zach Collins um, got hurt during the game. Um, so probably not going to play here.
1: Um, yeah, he dislocated his shoulder. It's really doubtful. He's, we don't have news. They're waiting on an MRI, but he's probably not going to play so
0: let's start with Portland. Um, no Zach Collins. Are we finally going to get like Whiteside playing like 30-plus minutes?
1: <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't get into foul trouble, yeah. Yeah, no, I love Whiteside here. I feel like it a great spot. Uh, Zach Collins, he should get the minutes. He can absolutely crush if he gets 30-plus minutes. Whiteside's a guy that I really want to go with, even on back-to-back. doesn't really matter to me because he only played 26 minutes in the last one. Um, outside of him, like – I don't mind the price tags of Bazemore and Hazonia. Again, getting some usage off of the second unit here. Like we've seen both of them put up random big games. I could see it again here. Uh, 3,800, 3,400. I don't mind taking shots on either one of those, these guys in GPPs. And then Lillard's always in play. I'm just not too enthused on this because we've got other guys like Trey Young and Steph, both of them slightly more, who I like a whole lot more.
0: Yeah. And the interesting thing, um, about Bazemore too, I was looking, um, he like, they went small after Collins got hurt and like Bazemore played more minutes. So like that could be a thing. Um, so I love, I love the Bazemore call at 3,800. And I always like Dame in these tough matchups. Like, I feel like he always does well in these tough matchups. So, um, I definitely don't hate Damian Lillard here, but Whiteside's probably my favorite play from portland and bays more on the cheap end um san antonio does not shock me granted Dejounte murray um is off to a really hot start like if this dude was playing 30 minutes he'd be 9k like he i've said this on the podcast a couple times already like this dude is really good
1: yeah no i've been right there with you i played him quite a bit and (laughs) It's just so tough playing a guy that's only going to play 23, 24, 25 minutes. But he's still crushing every single time. Like, will it continue? I don't know, but I'm going to keep using him, just hoping that he ends up with enough, like, enough minutes just absolutely destroy one of these nights. Um, 6.1K. 25 minutes of him. It's not bad. And then LMA, I think this is a good night for him. With Collins out there, like, going up against Whiteside, I think he could potentially be in for a big game, only 7,800. Really like him here. Probably not going to Rosen. Probably not going White. Like I think it's just strictly LMA and Murray here for me today.
0: Yeah, and like Murray's risky. Know that playing DeJounte Murray. is not a cash game play, even though he's absolutely crushed the first two games. and His usage is 28%. Um, he, he's just, he's on a minutes limit and pop is going to be very careful. Like they are, they're two and zero to start the season. Like pop pop is like a very, very smart coach when it comes to player awareness and health. Like, so know that going in Murray is risky. Um, Brian Forbes is in play here. He's 4,100. He's gotten double digit shots and played over 30 minutes. in first, the first two games, um, You know, he's kind of eating into DeMar DeRozan a little bit. But um, I think Forbes is in play. You know, the usage is there enough. Um, And until we get, like, the DeJounte Murray, like, minute limit removed, um, I think, like, Forbes is going to continue to finish games and stuff. So definitely don't mind. Brian Forbes is a cheaper play in this game. I think this game stays close um, and should be a really good game. One of the better ones on the slate. Yeah. Uh, Utah at Phoenix, uh, two seventeen and a half total here. Utah favored by four and a half. Exum is out and Aiton is out. Um, I was shocked, Grant, when I was when I was pulling up stuff. I was actually shocked. I know like Phoenix is the home team here and all that stuff, but I was shocked to see this game so close and spread um, because I feel like people really love Utah this year. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the
1: Jazz? I mean, it's a good matchup for them. Like, yeah, the spread seems a little bit interesting. The total also seems a little bit low. But I don't know. I mean, Gobert I think is probably the likeliest candidate we go without Aiden in there. They're going to be going up against Baines and Kaminsky. I like him in this matchup at 8K, but the problem is we've got guys like Drummond on the slate that I'd rather go with. I'll still have some exposure to Gobert. He really hasn't done much of Anything so far this season, so I have to assume that people are going to be off them. But the guy's still a beast; he can still put up massive, massive games. He's only averaging one block slash steal a game. I I, I gotta assume he's going to turn around at some point here quickly. So this is probably a good buy low spot for him. Um, Donovan Mitchell always in play. Bogdanovich coming off the bench there; he can put up a massive game at any given time, especially against Phoenix. That's that, damn. That's that's really it for me. But I, I think it's a good buy low spot for Gobert.
0: If you want a large field tournament play that could break the slate, it's Mike Conley. He he has a massive usage rate right now. Don't look at the Sacramento game. He didn't check back in in the fourth quarter because they were absolutely crushing them. But he shot one for sixteen against the Thunder, three for eleven against the Lakers. It's a large field tournament play only because of his price, but. If you're shopping around, like, if you're playing on, like, a Yahoo or something along those lines and, like, Conley is cheap, like, he has a 28% usage rate. Like, he his usage is the highest um, on this team outside of Emmanuel Moutier. So, do not hate Mike Conley here because he's going to have that blow-up game. Like, you don't have a massive usage and not have a blow-up game if you're putting up double-digit shots. So, again, large field tournaments only. And then Emmanuel Moutier... 3,500 again, I don't know what the roster type roster construction is going to look like today But he should play around 20 minutes and he has massive usage with the second unit right now. So do not hate movie at 3,500 Yeah, I'm in that Um, the Phoenix side of things Um, It sounds like Rubio is going to play which you know kind of hurts some of the value that we saw the other night um but with eight and out, we should see continue to see like Frank Kaminsky and Aaron Baines um, play minutes. What are your thoughts on you know Phoenix?
1: I don't really want to pay five one for Baines or five three for Kaminsky. You
0: don't want to play
1: a center against Gobert? <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to pay those prices for them. Regardless and Gobert definitely doesn't help things. Um, I think Uber is the main guy I would look at. Putting up a decent amount of shots recently. The usage is there. Like, he's can get enough out or peripheral stats. Like, Booker, same thing with Booker always. He's always in play, but this isn't really a great matchup. They don't have a high po- points total here. It's probably just Oubre for me, unless I'm stacking up this game um, and using like Gobert and Conley on the other side. But yeah, it's just it's just not really a great spot. It's not a high points total and the pricing for these guys is a little bit too high.
0: So if the starting lineup comes out for Utah and Jeff Green is starting again, I think that you can take some shots on Dario Sarge here. Um, like that's a it's a better matchup than Ingles. Like Derek Favors not here anymore, so like that defensive combo of Favors and Gobert and like Dario Sarge is playing minutes. Like we've always just wanted him to play thirty minutes, so he'll have these nights where he shoots lights out and has good tournament plays, but. Again, he's not a cash game play. He's a tournament play, but the minutes are there for Dario.
1: Yeah, I like that call.
0: And I don't want to play Kaminsky and Baines, so, like, Dario's the next option, in my opinion, so. Um, Moving on here, we got Denver at Sacramento, 218 total here. Denver favored by six. We know Bagley is out. Giles still kind of banged up. He's questionable here. Um, Let's start with
1: the Denver side
0: of things. What do we like here for
1: the Nugs? I mean, with the lack of big men, Joker very much in play there at 9,600, just coming off a 66 point game. Kind of a similarly good matchup here. Should be a high paced game. We got 112 implied total, only six point spread, so it should stay moderately close here. I like him. Murray's in play, but that's like for a matchup versus Sacramento. I mean, we know what the rotations pretty much are for Denver. And with pricing how it is, like, really not interested in a whole lot outside of Jokic and Murray. Like, maybe you can take a shot on Millsap, but that pace matchup really doesn't benefit him that much. Like, his game, good games generally come in a lot of slower pace matchups. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just Joker and Murray here for me, which is surprising.
0: All right, so... I don't want to overreact to one game, but Malik Beasley just played a ton of minutes after not really playing a lot against Portland and played really well. Like, again, don't know what the roster construction is going to be for the day. But, like, he sets up to be able to play a bunch of minutes in this in this second unit. So, like, he's 3,200. If he gets those types of minutes here, I, I don't hate it. Um, I think that he should be getting the minutes over Torrey Craig anyway, but... I'm not the coach. Um, Jokic is in a is in a really good spot here. Jamal Murray is still too cheap, in my opinion. Like, I think you could play those guys like you were talking about. But Jamal Murray, probably my favorite play, because I think I want to play Drummond over Jokic. But if I'm not playing Drummond, I think Jokic is the next best option. Like, they're, they're like 1A and 1B on the slate, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you.
0: Play both of them. You play five centers on fantasy draft if you want.
1: You could play so many centers on fantasy draft.
0: So many. It's never ending. Um, Sacramento side of things, Grant. Like, you know, obviously Bagley dealing a little bit of an injury. Nobody's really had, like, a great start to the season for Sacramento. Like, what are we doing here with the
1: Kings? I mean, I, I'm probably going to play some dead at 4,500. You got 28 minutes, Grant. That was a blowout last game. Like, not I could be surprised if he gets a decent amount of run. He hasn't shot well. I mean, he's shooting like 20% from the field. Oh, no, 30% from the field so far. And he's not making his shots from beyond the arc. One of these games, is going to catch fire and end up with a 40-point game. I think it could be here. I don't think it's going to be heavily owned. It's more of a fantasy draft play where we can play a whole bunch of centers. Fox, I think, is still in play. Like don't hate him at all. He obviously got in some foul trouble the first game. Last game was a blowout, but he's still a guy that is now fairly cheap at seventy three hundred in comparison to what he can do. He is still a six point upside. I think that he's uh, in a good buy low spot here. People probably overreacting to the start of the season. Outside of them, like it's mostly Devin and Fox to me.
0: Yeah, and like Fox, like he played twenty minutes the other night. That average lead was twenty points, and he only played three minutes in the second half. So. They like Buddy Heel, Harrison Barnes, Fox, um they just didn't come back in that game. So um definitely don't mind going to Fox if this game stays close. He's probably the reason um why I think Buddy Heal always has tournament upside. Like he's the guy that he's a shooter, so he needs a good night. But yeah, outside of that, like I don't really see a, a ton of options that I like here. Um Yeah. They man, they got crushed by Utah the other night. It was it wasn't even close. Charlotte at LA taking on the Clippers 225 and a half total here Clippers favored by 15 and a half in this game We know Nicholas Batum is out And then on the Clipper side of things McGruder is out um, didn't, didn't see anything else Outside of that Grant, anybody here for Charlotte um, Going up against um, What everybody is talking about The favorite to win the NBA championship
1: I don't think so Blow up concern Pricing's about right on everyone. Like, I just don't see it. Like, someone may go off here, but I'm not going to try and figure out who. I mean, it could be Washington. It could, it could be Rozier. It could be Bridges. It could be Bacon. Like, I, I'm just not going to try and figure it out, especially in a tough matchup going up against Clippers. It's probably not going to be close. could very easily blow out and should end up as a blowout. Like, that's not the only concern. It's just not a good matchup. I, I think I'm staying away from Charlotte.
0: Yeah, like Cody Zeller is coming off a monster game on Sunday. Um, But, like, Bacon played 37 minutes on Sunday. Bridges played 37 minutes on Sunday. P.J. Washington played 36 minutes. Like, and that was kind of a blowout against the Lakers. Luckily, like, they're not traveling here. Like, it's, you know, they're playing in the same arena they played on Sunday. But, like, they just got beat by 19 by the Lakers, and the Lakers are not as good as the Clippers right now. So, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence here when it comes to this team. Uh, Maybe – no, there's just nothing like – nothing that's really like standing out to me price-wise or anything like that. So I'm probably going to pass on Charlotte today. And then on the Clippers side of things, like Lou Williams is at that price point that I really hate paying for him i'm okay paying for williams when he's like in the mid sixes but when he gets over 7k i don't know if it's just like a mind block but i hate paying for him coming off the bench at that price harrell is fine in this matchup i guess like zubak is okay but he doesn't play enough minutes like Kawhi is Kawhi, but if this game's going to blow out like he's not going to hit a ceiling at this price like what do you think of the clippers
1: yeah i mean lou at this price tag i'd rather play in a like, decently close game. Yeah. Decently competitive game because, I mean, he is coming in off that second unit. His fourth quarter minutes are semi secure, but if it's a blowout, he's probably not going to play to the end of the fourth quarter in case they need him. Harold's the guy that I would look at here. 6,400. He can still get 25 to 35 minutes here. Um, more likely in the. 25 to 30 point minute range, but still a guy that can absolutely crush on a point per minute basis. 6400 seems a little bit too cheap for him. You can put up, it's a good matchup. You don't really have anyone over on Charlotte that matches up with him too well here. I, I, I like Harold, and that's pretty much it in this game. Like he's still got secure-ish fourth quarter minutes, so he'd be the guy that I want to go with. But I'm, I'm not paying for Kawhi. I'm probably not paying for Sweet Lou. I'm probably not paying for any or playing anyone else here. So. Harrell's really the only guy from this game that I like.
0: Yeah, and see, like, for me, it's like, in my opinion, you're, like, looking at Lou Williams or, like, Brogdon, and I'd much rather have Brogdon. So, yeah. all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for <clears throat> Monday. Give me a guy um, under 5K that you like here to go um, 7X.
1: Man, I should really be more prepared for this game. It's still early on the season, so... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Baysmore.
0: I like that one. I like that one even more if Collins does end up sitting. So, which should happen. Um, man, if I knew which Golden State guy, like this would be a, a really easy game today. Um, because it would be one of those guys. But we don't. Um. <laughs> I'm still going to guess. I'm going to say Spellman gets the minutes, and he's the guy that did not play in the blowout. But I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to look at it more. But I'm going to, as of right now, take Spellman. Give me your favorite play over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today?
1: This one's a tough one, too. I'm going to go with, I guess, Kawhi is the easy answer.
0: Oh, that's what I was going to take. Like and it's just more a blowout. Like, yeah. um, I guess for like the same reasons, I should say Giannis. If that game stays close, Giannis crushes, and he goes way over five X. But if they manhandle Cleveland, like he might not get to five X. So I guess I'll go Giannis. Um, I like a lot of players in this range today, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Giannis. I, I don't feel good about it. For what it's worth um, Favorite 6X
1: play on the slate, who do you got? I want to go Rose, but I think I'm going to go Steph I, I really Really like Steph today, I think he goes for 60 So I'm going balls and going Steph
0: I thought you were going to make me so mad I had already written down Derek Rose as we were going As my play So like, I was like, man, he's going to make me like Use arrows um, Yeah, D-Rose for me, he's my favorite 6X play On the slate I um, oh got your
1: back, Stevie.
0: I know. You like uh you're like thinking like me over here, like we're gonna like some give me your favorite let's get weird GPP play of the day.
1: Oh gosh, I shouldn't have used Bazemore already. Um I'm going with Dwayne Dedman. God
0: that guy he tilted me so much opening night.
1: I gotta get over I gotta get over my bias on him, but He's tilted me so many times, and yet I keep going back. <laughs> he's that ex-girlfriend that keeps keying my car.
0: You love that. Um, don't you love that stuff? So, um, let's see here. I think I'm going to go with Kobe White. He's the guy that I, I kind of think that maybe people get off of after after using the first two nights after playing against Toronto. So hopefully Kobe not, White's not chalk, and he's my GPB play of the day. Um, give me your favorite DFS contest for the day. It can be any site. Just um, tell us why.
1: It's probably like the pick and roll over on Fantasy Draft is at 40K. It's a big enough GPP for me. Like, I have. Actually, no, it's probably the 10K 5050 uh, over on Fantasy Draft. Like, it's a big one. You're going to have a few pros in there. Put in 150. I'm probably going to put in 150 there, but. There's there's a lot of people that are just casual players that should have offer a nice edge and guaranteed no um, no rake. So yeah, I mean, paying 300, getting three hundred bucks into cash games and break free is not bad at all.
0: Yeah, um, any tournament on fantasy draft, and not just saying that because they're our sponsor, but any t- any tournament on fantasy draft because you're you're not paying the ten to fifteen percent that you're paying everywhere else. Like I'm telling you, that membership you you're through that in one night almost most nights. So
1: yeah, I've still got like seven grand left to pay on my membership <laughs> this month. So I'm am playing rake free whatever I do because got it. You don't use it, you lose it.
0: So. I'm going to definitely play this tournament, but again, I try to pick tournaments that are great for listeners that are trying to build a bankroll. And like when I'm looking at trying to build a bankroll, tournaments like the $40,000 pick and roll single entry $12 tournament on DraftKings is absolutely phenomenal. It's a 2x tournament. Top tens getting less than 30%. Um, it, it pays 21.5% of the field, which is not great, but not the worst. And if you do absolutely crush and have the nuts, like you're still having a really good night with, you know, getting at least $500 for the top six on 12 bucks. So if you're looking to build a bankroll and you're looking to, you know, dabble in tournaments, I still suggest playing single entry or three entry max stuff if you're not playing a bunch of lineups. Or you're going over to, like if you're a mid stakes player, 48 max enter on the pick and roll um, over there on DK, so or fantasy draft. Sorry.
1: Um, last one, Grant. Give me your favorite over under on the slate. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the under of the Sacramento game.
0: Ooh, I like that one. I think that's the first under that we've had all season.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, and there's not the most sexy move, but can be a good one
0: um I'm gonna take the over in the Houston game uh, probably pretty popular um it's sitting currently at two twenty five and a half and Houston's favored by ten and a half in that game like I just I feel like that game's gonna have fireworks um the more I think about it. that game's an interesting game stack for this late. so I'm gonna take the over in that one and uh, we're gonna get out of here. Grant any final thoughts.
1: Nope. Nope. Hopefully next week goes better for me for football.
0: <laughs> um, the early Epic Week podcast. I'm sure you guys will review um, that and talk about that. We'll be back tomorrow talking about the three-game NBA slate um, for Tuesday and maybe talk a little um, breaking down with some cash lineups for NFL or something. So that's going to wrap it up here for – Monday. Hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back Tuesday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Take it.